0: You are listening to Love, Sex, and the Hidden Agenda. This podcast is an alchemical container for illuminating the shadow at the depths of our being. It was created with the sole purpose to release the toxic shame that holds us hostage and feeds off our most precious life force. As Satya and I dive into the depths of the underworld within ourselves, it's imperative to keep a strong light of truth illuminated so we can find our inner balance and not get lost in our fears. The content we share here will activate you. It will mirror where the shadow hides in your own personal universe. My intention with this podcast is to ultimately liberate all those who listen to return to love The mantras we sing in the beginning and end of each session are ancient Sanskrit prayers to encase our sharings in the brightest light of truth and to liberate us from our fears, to receive the blessing of our activations while you listen, take deep breaths, close out your multitasking distractions, and to keep yourself safe, sane, and protected, join us in our opening and closing prayers. Not everything we share is the ultimate truth. We are humans, just like you, returning to our soul memory and stitching the pieces of synchronicities back together. Listen in and adhere to your own inner truth and guidance, and please share with us how all this lands for you. Let's dive in. Oh, Hi, this is Amalia Ion karis Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, and poor, Love, Sex, and the, and the hidden, hidden Agenda. agenda. So today, Satya and I invited on um two of my favorite people, Angeline Hart and Dixon. Dixon, I, I can never really pronounce your last name. Is it Schwenk? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy to have them here with us today. Um, They've, well, they're relationship coaches. Uh, They have a business called Gorillas. Well, it's called Gorilla Love. They're relationship masters. They've been together, how long has it been? Almost 30 years now? Yeah,
1: almost 30 years. We've been together over 30 years
0: for over 30 years, okay? And it's their second marriage for both of them. They come from really diverse backgrounds. And I, I met them in Washington DC through a number of synchronistic events that was really quite magical. Um, and they started to take a really important place in my heart. Um, at the time when I met them, I was um i didn't know it at the moment but i was pregnant and then right after that um that like the day after i left them i found out my boyfriend was cheating on me and then within like a couple of months i had a miscarriage and basically i was just uh, i met them at the the perfect moment where i was like done with my relationship drama i was done with um trying to figure it out i was really looking for to reparent myself because i didn't have the the parental guidance and so they kind of adopted me and (laughs) i went on a, a journey with angeline um in kind of figuring out and discovering and looking at my patterns. And she has this amazing quiz where you can find out what manimal your guy is. And so I took the quiz for every guy I had ever been with. She created this incredible spreadsheet uh, so we could look at my patterns over all the men in my life, starting with my father to my first boyfriend. And I think there was probably like eight in the spreadsheet. And she kind of gave me this assessment of like my relationship patterns. And there was something beautiful that I experienced with them. I I basically lived with them in the same um, hotel suite for, I don't know, it was like three or four days. And during that time, it's like I got a transmission of just being in their energy field, watching them relate to each other. Um, they adopted me like as a daughter and i felt like i was healing all these parts of me um just by being in their presence and then with angeline's coaching um, i really got to start to figure out how to like uh, heal myself and find a relationship that is really serving to me. So um, I wanted to bring them on today because I know a lot of our listeners are like me who've had like a number, either a traumatic past or a number of heartbreaks and they're sort of wondering like, oh God, now what? I keep making the same mistakes over and over again, or I keep finding myself with the same like narcissist or abusive person or whatever. And so I wanted to um, have you guys on as experts here who've like the the fact that you're you've been together for almost 30 years and you're totally in love and you have this juicy relationship and um you just emanate love like being in your presence and having the time with you that i had i felt like it gave me hope because i think at that point i was really like i don't trust men i don't trust them and um well i didn't really trust anybody but (laughs) especially men and like how do I really I I have this idea that I can have a relationship or I want to so thank you for for joining Satya and I today it's really nice to have you here
2: it's a privilege to be here and it's our our consistent hope to be able to be an example of imperfect people uh, working toward happier and happier relationships And it's our belief that unfortunately, most of us grow up in dysfunctional families. Most of us get damaged. Most of us carry trauma that leaves us in a position where we don't trust and we don't have the skills to build happy, productive, supportive relationships. And so then we're all struggling and we're in pain. And so um, for you, Amalia, what, what you had the opportunity was to see an example, a living, breathing in front of you couple who get along, you know, come up with their differences and know how to work through them and stuff. So it gives people hope. And that's what we hear consistently from lots of people is that just observing us gives other people hope. Well, when we can add to that things such as the paradigm shift that I helped you work through, I'm looking at your pattern, or some of the programs like is doing a different program with us right now about relationships, um, then you are able to add to the hope, you're able to add skills to actually be able to work through the challenges which most people carry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel so privileged because I got to see them, you guys, from going to sleep, waking up, having breakfast, lunch, and dinner for, I think like four, four or five days, I'm not sure how long it was. It's been a number of years. Um, that I met them but and then on top of it like they I got some really terrible news when I was with them and I was in this like emergency state and um I think Dixon it was you who first like saw me and you're like are you okay and then both of you kind of came out and talked to me and I felt like it was the parents I always longed for and never had and it was
1: I remember You don't remember, No, I do. You were just soaking up. You were just soaking the energy up. Really, and truly, I mean, you were really ready to be with us.
2: And I don't know if you remember that Dixon gave you a spiritual blessing from... um, Of course. Yes, and and to receive a blessing from a father figure to a daughter to help her through tough times like that. I I think that's just really... um, deeply spiritually supportive to your 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 true inner self and i
1: felt really compelled by where you were what you were going through i mean i just felt really connected with the spirit and you and it was really it was a good experience for me to do that and i felt very fatherly it was really kind of a different experience it really was
0: it was very powerful so what happened you guys is like i um, I got some really bad news. I was on the phone and I came in and I was crying, but I was, I didn't know them. I had just met them. And the reason we are sharing a hotel suite is a whole other story. There was a mix up with our Airbnbs and we had, synchronistically, we had both, um, booked the same Airbnb near the, we, we have the same book publisher. And so we were there to launch our books and, um, we didn't really know each other. I knew who she was, but we had never met. And uh, we were supposed to be in the same Airbnb. Angelina Dixon got there before me. They saw that the place was not what it seemed. So they went and rented a, a really nice hotel suite that was kind of like an apartment and they had an extra room. And so they didn't know me, but they didn't want me to stay in that house because they had realized. So they were like looking out for me. So I arrived in Washington DC with all these messages on my phone, like, Oh, come to the hotel suite so i got this like huge upgrade oh and you don't need to pay for it and and just show up and like you can crash on on the um the so there's like it's a suite so there's another bed in the other room and I'm like, okay i'm gonna share a hotel suite well okay and so i got this horrible news i was out in the hallway of the hotel i was crying i came in I, I didn't really know what to do, but I didn't want to disturb them and they had gone to bed, but I guess they had sort of sensed something was wrong or they saw me and um, yeah, they just held this space for me to let me cry and listen. And and then Angeline asked um, if Dixon would like lay his hands on me and help. And I was like, whoa, this is so interesting because um, I was having such a distrust for men. And part of the reason I was crying is because I had felt let down by a couple of men in my life. And I was really feeling alone. Like I wasn't supported by the masculine. And it's like Angeline could pick that up and she was doing this motherly thing, but she could see like, no, I needed the masculine to, to show me clean energy. And, um, So Dixon laid his hands on me and he prayed over me on my head, right?
1: Yes. I I laid my hands on your head and I, I gave you a blessing.
0: It was so powerful. I just remember shaking and crying, but energetically I felt like, um, you encoded me with the divine, the pure divine masculine energy. Like I can, I can open my space up that there are men who know how to hold this energy and not abuse it.
1: I felt that from you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I felt you open.
0: It was so powerful. And one thing I got to witness um, was it was like mostly women in the, like we were meeting up with another, I think 10 people or something. So we were having dinner and I think Dixon was the only guy there and I got to see how Angeline dealt with like um, having her partners sort of engaging with all these women and that was also uh, such a blessing <laughs> I, I, I wasn't aware of that
1: Frank, frankly I was a little nerved up with all of that
0: there's
2: too many women you know, he's uncomfortable. yeah I was just
1: like when we were doing our thing you know but with, with, with the crowd I was not
2: but he, but most women respond to him positively. He has been in his past before being with me. Um, what's that term you use? A
1: skirt
2: chaser. A skirt chasing fool. And oh there's goodness. been lots and lots that's, and lots of. women. No, children. I could
0: I could feel his like you call him the panther, right? Like in right. one of your manimals. He's the, so the panther in Angeline's manimal thing. It's like the the good looking, sexy guy. The artist. The Artist, the artists. The artists. I call him the good looking sexy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: um, I thank you for your patience. I'm sitting over here just in silence, just being completely affected by um, just even listening to to you know how what you're saying, Amelia, and how Dixon um did that. He, healing for you like I was just sitting here crying like I don't know if you guys could tell but I and now I'm gonna cry again but I that was just I couldn't even speak because um, just the power of that and I think yes we many of us have trauma many of us have wounds and I know for me I'm I was not protected my father did not ask for anything for me um or want anything for me and um in his relationships with women that i witnessed certainly i didn't see anything you know um and so that is incredibly powerful and i, I just um and my i i love my father we have a good relationship i'm very thankful for many things about him and i understand the trauma that he came from Uh, so I, but I want to continue down this healing path and I'm so thankful. I mean, I remember when I first met you, Angeline, and you said, look, you know, we have what you want. (laughs) I mean, plain and simple like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm in. And it's already, I mean, since even just our one session and even just witnessing this for five minutes right now, I mean, it's already working wonders. I mean, you wouldn't believe what's going on in my life right now, so I'll share that another time. But um, so yeah, I just had to, to say that.
2: So because most people come from dysfunctional families in some way to some degree,
4: most of us, and I'll speak specifically to women, most of us have not had noble, protective, honorable, caring, um, parental figures for a father. And that that parental figure, that male figure to a young girl's life is her first connection with uh, how to connect with men. And if he is dishonest, if he is abusive, if he is neglected, neglectful, if he is out of balance, if he is treating the woman, the, the mother in in the family with disrespect and things, it's already creating these painful patterns in children, in women. And and so now, now you're adult and your DNA makes you want to mom. You want to be with someone that we're hardwired to be with someone. And so, so then you go looking and you carry inside unconsciously, subconsciously, these patterns like Amalia talked about these patterns from your past. So you have a pattern of, for example, I'm just going to pick something here. Uh, If your father was abusive, if he was disrespectful to women and uh, to his female children, then that is the familiar pattern that you carry. And unconsciously, even though you consciously want something different, that's what's familiar and you'll be drawn toward the very thing you didn't like and don't want. And so the, the way to heal that, there's several ways to do it. One is to see some examples of people who have a healthy, positive, uh, mutually powerful uh, respect for each other and see how that actually works most of us don't have the opportunity to live with somebody for a few days, like Amalia did. But even just watching us, people tell us just watching us on stage or watching us in videos, they can feel the difference. And it's, it's what everybody yearns for a healthy, loving, supportive, mutually respectful relationship. And
1: it's not without its problems and it's not without its scrapes. It's a real relationship.
4: Because life presents you constantly with challenges, to grow constantly, either that or you're dead. So if, if you're alive, there are challenges that are opportunities for you to grow. And so get and knife up into stuff. I mean, this move that we just yeah. went through—oh my goodness, this was stressful. And and we've run into times where I, I've just kind of had all I can handle with anything, and I don't have the patience to deal with whatever he's struggling with right then. And, and vice so question. I get
1: upset, and so then we're not talking for a while. And- we have to iron it out.
4: Yeah, and so we we have learned the skills to be able to come back to each other in respectful, supportive ways, to be able to work through whatever the challenges are that come up.
1: Or just, or sometimes you have to let it just sit there for a while. You have to just let it ride its way through. Maybe it's not a overt really bad, big things going on, but there's an, an inconsistency, kind of a, a bad feeling, and you just have to let it through and things like that. It's this, this move has been,
4: that
1: was tough. Uh, I'm not good with change. I don't do well with change, personally. And uh, this move has been really a challenge for me because I hold up, I, I emotionally withdraw and uh, distance I myself yeah. I from I Angeline. Uh, and she just accepts it. She just knows that that's kind of uh, it's a kind of a survival strategy that I that I just fall into.
0: Natural. It's like the man cave thing. So I just give him space because
4: I know that he wants things to work out. If I just try to push him to say, well, we gotta talk about this right now. I'm upset right now, we gotta talk about it. This does not work for him. So I need to work with who he is, not just who I want him to be. And so I just give him space. Okay, and I know he'll start coming around and I may say to him, um, it seems like, you know, we're going through a little thing we need to talk about. And if he says, I want to talk about it, I may say to him, okay, just a little reminder that you are an external processor, this is a tool that you can learn, and it works for you best to be able to talk things out. So when you're ready, let me know and we'll talk it out.
1: She's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, He really, she nails me sometimes, man, right to the wall. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am, I am an external processor, you know, like I can sit there and you know just things kind of run around in my head, but when we talk, we we really get some. I mean we we we, we call our marriage a 20, 29 year conversation. And and sometimes at three we both happen to wake up and all of a sudden we're up and talking until daylight or after that.
4: So just to share a little bit more for your listeners to understand about this processing thing, external processors like to talk through something to be able to get clarity. Internal processors, which I am, want to think it through and they come up with their own answers themselves. Mm-hmm. So for instance, early in our relationship, uh, some kind of problem would come up and I'd think it through, and maybe the next day I'd say to him, you know that problem we've got? Okay, I've got the answer. I figured it all out. Mm-hmm. We can do this and this and this. And he's like, Whoa, we haven't talked about this. I'm not going along with that. We got to figure it out. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, hey, I just saved this a bunch of time and, and effort and energy. I've I got the answer already. And I've learned that doesn't work for him. So I need to be able to say, okay, so that problem we had, if that's my ideas, but let's talk and see what your thoughts and
1: are. And she's really strong. And so she's had to really have, kind of put the brakes on it. in order to sort of make room for me to just sort of like absorb and, and get with get, kind of the program. And because she gets, she wants to let me know what the answer is <laughs> and I'm not ready for the answer right now. So she, you know, she, and she's gotten more patience and It pretty well? it works out pretty well? And every so often he surprises me with a different answer
4: than the
0: one I came up with that's
1: better. Yeah, not very
4: often, no. how, do,
0: how did you figure out like who's internal and who's an external processor?
4: In the program that Sacha's in, one of the assessments that we do
0: goes through uh, the meta programs,
4: uh, 25 different ways that we handle things. And uh, your processing style is one of them. Um, there, there's several in there that... Um, and, and to your listeners. If if your listeners would like, Amalia, we can find a way to connect. And it takes about an hour, phone call on the phone. And I'll give a gift to your listeners. Of, well, I'll go through that. Um, Uh, analysis that assessment with them and help them figure out because what's important about understanding this this process which is included in the program that Sacha is doing with us now what's important is to understand that there's two different ways to be able to function both are legitimate ways but we often uh, conflict for example one of of the 25 is whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert. so um, if one person is, I have a daughter, who is the extrovert's extrovert, this girl wants to be out there to every party as long as possible and have the the whole COVID thing is driving her crazy because she wants to be out socializing. She is nurtured by connection with other people. Her husband is an introvert. So an
1: introvert.
4: Kind of an introvert's introvert. So initially they have a conflict. She says, not during COVID, but she says, I want to have a party. And he's like, oh, no, no, I don't want to have any people over. He's come to recognize that she has a need to socially connect. And so he now says to her, okay, go ahead and have a party. Just I, speaking for him, I need to be able to exit out of the party, go to our bedroom or whatever at at, at times, I need to be able to be done. So she gives him space. And so, for example, if they go to somebody else's party, they make an agreement ahead of time that if he kind of hits the wall and he's had all he can take, and he comes to her and says, we need to leave, she doesn't say, oh, please, can't we stay a little longer and, and turn it into a public conflict? He doesn't he doesn't want that. He, he's a very private person. And so if he's gotten his plan and he'll say to her, honey, we need to go. And she'll go, okay. And she'll start saying goodbye to people because they worked through their differences, two different styles, both are fully legitimate, but they now understand each other's difference so they can work together. I understand now as an internal processor how I handle things versus his external, so we know how to work with each other. So it's an example of tools that you can learn. You wanna say something, Satya?
3: I, I do, I, uh, I'm thinking here, I'm, I'm thinking of men are from Mars, Uh, women are from Venus. And, you know, for the longest time, that was one of the only things um, we had to go by. And it's interesting because, you know, in that paradigm, um, you know, a a man needs to go into his cave and, and not talk about things. But it's interesting because, you know, that Dixon is actually an external processor. That's a little that twists that whole theory up because really, he does need to talk about stuff to To get a clearing, to get to the understanding, to feel the connection, which it, which in like Mars and Venus would be said, you know, like, oh, that's what women need, not what men need, you know? And so I like this. I like this, uh, this information. This is good information.
4: Well, when the Mars and Venus thing came out, what was really good about it is that they acknowledged that men and women are different, that they literally, our brains are wired differently, that there's differences. So that was great. And finally they acknowledged that they're Women with a different type of of ability, for instance, they're better multitaskers because of the way the brain is inspired. That acknowledgement of the difference and that each difference has strengths and benefits of its own was really good. The weakness of that particular thing, the men are from Mars and women from Greenland, is that it says that all men are the same. They're not. The the, uh, gorilla system that, that I have, the mammal system, says there are at least 12 types of men and that there are among those 12 types there are combinations so that Dixon for instance is a panther, the artist. He's very much individual things which is why he's so supportive of us moving in and immediately getting pictures and things hung in our house and making everything look good because his artistic uh, orientation makes that really important and it has to be important to me so that works out, right? we had a
1: lot of
4: fun, but a secondary qualification for him is the gorilla side. And the gorilla side is a, a connector, a um, uh, orientation toward relationship. And so we joke and we call him, he's a hybrid, he's a pantherilla. But <laughs> every a combination.
1: Yeah. I'm having to kind of learn the gorilla part.
4: <laughs> because but. he grew up in a dysfunctional family that did not do family connections. No. And so he learned, being married to me and helping me raise my three children who were still at home, he learned how to do the connections that were a natural, internal part of his nature.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a natural connect.
4: Yeah, he is, but he didn't know how to do it. So mm-hmm. that, the, the animal system uh, leaves room for lots of, of combination of different qualities and strengths in that. So that's
0: amazing.
4: My daughter's husband that I was talking about a minute ago, that's an introvert. So he's a shark. He's a moneymaker. He's a major moneymaker. But he also is a family connector, even though he's an introvert. He is very, very, he's crazy about his two kids and his wife. They are the central thing in his home. So we joke and we call him a little because he has such a strong (laughs) side for that family connection. And he's a major moneymaker. So, it, so the gorilla system, the mammal system, allows for uh, so much more differentiation of types of men and types of skills and and their different basic natures than just Mars and Venus.
1: And I think that he, you know, like on my part, like I see Andrewine as a gorilla. Woman. You know, a
0: gorilla a woman.
1: A gorilla woman. Gorilla woman she, her. Her essence is gorilla. She she wants to touch. She's very tactile. Uh, uh-huh. and, and, and when I look at Sasha, I'd say that she probably a pan- has some panther in her. Yeah. You know because she she clearly uh, likes to look nice and she's you know she puts herself together and together nicely and that's important to her. So I you know I start I have over time just got into the habit of attaching certain characteristics and qualities women as well as men it's not just men that have
4: but just to be clear the whole system does not transfer the, no. the gorilla system does not transfer to women yeah. oh because
0: i i want to know what what's mine yes yeah. <laughs> i think we i know what know. it is <laughs> what well, what am i dixon <laughs> kind of woman okay so if we were to pick
4: uh out of the men system for you amalia you have a lot of lion the lion oh, lion I thought you were going to the say The lions, lions are spiritual. <laughs> the lions want to change the world. The lions are willing to lead causes and be out there in protest. The lions are committed to um, the cause that they want to do, and, and they are connected spiritually. You have a lot of lions, in my opinion.
0: Mm. Okay. I like that. Well, we need to wrap right now. I want to just um, let the listeners know if you're wondering what is all this guerrilla talk, what are we talking about? (laughs) Please uh, go check out Angeline and Dixon's website. Relationshipmastery.com. We're going to put it in the show notes. Um, Yes. There's, There's Okay, there's four quizzes you can take there Um, Go take the quiz if you're a man listening you can take it as yourself If you're a female listening you can take it for the man in your life for all the men in your life Um, You can reach out to them and book a, a session with them or learn more about this analysis that she's talking about but go check out their website uh, we're gonna have them back on another episode because there's so much i'm just dying to ask you guys um i feel like we're just clipping the top of the iceberg right now so stay tuned for the next episode um we'll see you next time thank you guys for joining us
3: truly. Thank, thank you for having us thank you
0: Thank you for joining us here. This podcast was brought to you by Know the Self, a mystery school for modern day living. To learn about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, you can find us on social media at Know the Self or visit our website, knowtheself.com. See you next time. Thanks for hanging out with Fresh us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. <speaking>